Welcome to another episode of Eyepiece, where we're pretty much just figuring things out as we go. We had Aren't said that we, we were... Huh? Aren't we all? Yeah. We had said that we were going to start going through a Bible series type thing and answer some theological questions and everything, but we decided that there are enough informational and educational podcasts out there from people who are much more knowledgeable on these subjects than we are. So we're going to stick with talking about things which we are true experts on, such as ourselves. So Martin, how has your week been? Um, I don't know. I feel, I don't think I'm really knowledgeable enough about this topic to talk about it. <laughs> the topic of yourself? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Who do you think I should um get in touch with if I want to know more about you then? Um my mother knows a lot about me. <laughs> okay. And uh my father knows a little bit. Okay. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind having your uh having your dad on the podcast sometime. Yeah. That'd be kinda cool. You could tell a story or something. Yeah, have some Nice uh, English accent to spice the show up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he talked about his days as a, a child living in Mexico City. Oh, he lived in Mexico City? Yeah. Where is that exactly? It's in is Mexico. that in Mexico? Okay, I figured. The capital of Mexico, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Wow. No, my dad didn't right. really live in Mexico City. He didn't? No, he just likes why, to say Why it. are you lying to me? Because he says it a lot, actually, as like an inside joke. Oh. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay. I don't get his humor. That is kind of weird. So oh. I, I guess I, I guess for some reason I felt it would be a good idea to share some humor that I don't enjoy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, my week. Um, <laughs> I went, I went uh, really far away with this one weird guy in my car for some reason. Oh, that's funny. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the guy I went with was weirder, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy resents that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, you and I went to Canada this weekend. We went to Canada. Canada. Specifically to Stratford. Yes, Stratford is a small town in Ontario, mm-hmm. which is known for being a cultural center and a rather rural area. And Apparently, for- it's also very well known for showing plays, <laughs> which, which we didn't really uh, take into consideration when yeah, we visited. Yeah, not about the plays for some reason. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not very enthusiastic about plays, so that's why yeah. it's in my mind. But um, yeah. But yeah, apparently the plays are incredibly well known. Everyone we told we went to Stratford <laughs> asked us if we saw a play. Yep. And we didn't, so we, we had to we went home and we, we awkwardly say, yeah, no, we uh we just kind of walked around <laughs> and looked at buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoyed. I mean yeah. there were some pretty um good looking buildings there. Nice to see um mm-hmm. It's nice to see new things, isn't it? Yeah. 
What I found really interesting, though, was that, um, as I kept pointing out to you, uh, a lot of parts of Stratford reminded me a lot of Kalamazoo. So I, I almost yeah. felt like I hadn't uh, even left home. I was like, man, it just looks like I'm walking around downtown Kalamazoo. Yeah, it did look a lot like Kalamazoo in some places, especially like yeah. the railroad spots. Yeah. It was as cold as w- and windy as Kalamazoo. <laughs> as <well. laughs> That's true. Yeah, we weren't real prepared for the weather, but <laughs> I think it, it turned out okay. On the way back from um, Stratford to Michigan, it got 15 degrees warmer. <laughs> it got what? 15 degrees warmer. Oh, man. <laughs> and they're not even that far apart in the scheme of things. Yeah, that's interesting. But I guess it has to do with the lakes and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, hmm. we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We went to an um, a sort of English-style pub. They had lots of English food there. Yeah, I tried no. boar. Yeah, which I, cool. I thought was going to be. I thought for some reason I thought was going to be more exotic than yeah. it really was. <laughs> and it was. It was only when I actually got the burger that it hit me that boar is is basically just pig. Yeah, and and so I basically like pork, just ordered it. It was just pork. I remember the moment. It I don't know what me. I was expecting. You were like, "Man, it tastes kind of like pork." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. I I forgot, I guess, that boars are basically just pigs. <laughs> I thought it was going to be much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it was good. I had poutine <laughs> as well. Of course. Yes. So, you were sort Canada, of poutine. So. I remember, um, not to get political, I, I think this is legitimately funny. Um, okay. In, in like, I think it was in like the 2004 election, a reporter came up to george bush and he's like mr bush how do you feel about the um recent controversy with the canadian prime minister mr poutine and <laughs> and he was just like oh man i, I couldn't believe it. it was so surprising <laughs> and uh yeah he just kind of rolled with it even though he clearly had no idea who the prime minister of canada actually was <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> so not, that, trying to, that... uh, not really trying to insult Mr. Bush or anything. I just thought it's a funny story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is funny. That's that's kind of how I am with politics. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Yeah. You're complex, so, and you're, it's not. It's you're you're not running for president either. <laughs> no, that's true. I almost I almost ran today, but it was it was a bit rainy, so I decided not to run. <laughs> you gotta add like a, a drum sound effect <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was funny or like a oh, cricket. Well. <laughs> I, I actually made the cricket. same I actually made the same pun to my mom yesterday oh really yeah my dang um, it I thought I was being original <laughs> we uh <laughs> one of one of my childhood friends dad's his my mom told me that he's running for um, like the the council at the library, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, it's a bit of a distance." <laughs> <laughs> she, she just never said anything. <laughs> nice. It's like that one joke: "Is your refrigerator running?" Then I might vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before, actually. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was when uh, it was the last election when Trump and Hillary were running. And oh boy, Ford. that was one hell of a terrible election. <laughs> yeah. Well, how was your week, Hayden? Oh, good. Pa- basically the same. I mean, not yeah. not much else happened other than this weekend. Yeah. I think um, one of my favorites moments was um one of my favorite moments obviously it was a it was a great weekend and there were lots of interesting things that happened but um i enjoyed going to uh the local distillery junction 56 or so yeah that was really and, um yeah they they were it was the uh release day of their new canadian whiskey and we got to try free samples and it was really good it was the first time i ever tried um any type of whiskey and i liked it it was really it nice just... smooth whiskey yeah i mean i wouldn't really know either but it was just it was good yeah yeah i liked it we didn't have it with you know mixed with anything we didn't have it on ice we just had it straight from the bottom yeah, and... the guy asked us what we if we like want it on the rocks or anything and you and i <laughs> we just like looked at each other <laughs> and you were like, uh, I'll take it straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to know what it tasted like, you know? And it was good. I've actually got my Junction 56 Distillery Cinnamon Moonshine right here. Cinnamon Moonshine. Have you tried it yet? No. You should. I'll just drink the whole thing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would make this podcast interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably like choke and spit it all over my iPad. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've had a little bit of my uh maple moonshine. Nice. How was it? And um it's really good. Great. I don't taste much of the maple, but I mean it's, you know, probably because it's just straight. I'm wondering like if like what would be the best thing to mix it with? Mm. Cuz I know with liquors or or liqueurs or whatever you, whatever you would consider this thing. Yeah. Usually you mix it with something. Um, pour pour it on your pancakes. Oh, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I'll go to Tim Hortons and get one of those um, Belgian waffle uh, sausage and egg sandwiches. Oh my gosh, please do and, and pour it on that. This on it. Yeah, in in the restaurant too. Like I'll just go there <laughs> and I'll have it in like my shirt pocket and I'll just like whip it out and like start pouring it. People <laughs> be like looking at me. <laughs> I, I did consider um, putting it in coffee and seeing how it would taste. In oh my coffee. goodness. I don't, I, I I don't think that's you, a good idea. You don't think that'd be good? I think, well, I wouldn't know. I'm not a, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm not a coffee either. person. So. Mm. I'm not qualified. <laughs> well, I've only got a little bit left because I did try some in apple juice the other night. Ooh. That was actually pretty good. That does sound good. Yeah. I remember you took a picture of it with your apple juice right after I told you to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, did you voted, vote today? By the way, that's what I did today. I voted. Okay. Yeah. On I figured you would. I, I got there and there were a bunch of ballots that I didn't know they were doing. So I just left them all oh. empty. There were a bunch of extra ones? Yeah, so I feel really guilty. <laughs> oh. Okay. 
Well, was- this morning <clears throat> I decided I so I wasn't planning on voting to begin with, but I started to feel I started to feel guilty this morning because you I'm did? like did I mean you did you vote? Or no. Did you just feel guilty. I just felt guilty because I wasn't planning on voting, but everybody else on Facebook, every literally everybody was posting on Facebook like <laughs> you better go vote and you know your status of course was was uh, charming. I'm really militant about voting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I did start to feel a little guilty and um I didn't even know if I was actually registered to vote, so oh. I decided to look it up on Google and see, you know, how to find out if you're registered. And there was a website and I put my information in and I'm actually, to my surprise, I am still registered to vote. Right. So I was like, well, great. I mean, that, that means I, I might actually have to vote. So I, <laughs> um, I decided to look up, you know, information on what I'm actually voting for. Cause I don't even know that much. And there was like a a website that gave you a sample ballot that had like it, it basically was like a PDF of what the ballot would look like and what all the things that you had to um you know make a decision on. Yeah. And basically it was just a list of like a million names of people yeah. I don't know <laughs> and you know the three proposals or whatever and just the most vague descriptions of them. Yep. And so I looked at that and I was just like, well, I should have been doing research on this months ago because <laughs> I'm going to have to go through like all of these names and find out <laughs> what these people stand for. And I didn't even know like what, what offices, I don't even know what the government does. Like, to be quite honest with you, I don't know what these offices are even for. They, they like, just what? kind of run around and point at people and say, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's what the government does in general. <laughs> you feel pretty pretty uh pretty good with who you voted for? Uh reasonably. Um Okay. I'm I spent like four hours um researching okay. everything, everything last night. Mm-hmm. And I like still feel insufficient in my knowledge. Yeah. That's a big problem with it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I guess now that I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with my theology, I feel like I should now start like trying to figure out my politics and stuff. Uh, but I'm not quite sure where to begin. The problem with I know that is that you got to... You, you've got the like the obviously the morality of everything that you're looking at, okay. but then like you have no idea how practical it is to put things into practice. You know, yeah, how easy it is and whether it'll actually work, etc. Right. It sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, the point is, I felt great after I voted, so that's all. Okay, that's good. And it was actually, like, really fast. It took 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So I spent, like, 16 times longer um, researching my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good that you spent some time researching. Yeah, thanks, man. 
Yeah, so the other thing we did this weekend was uh, we went to a, a church in Canada yeah. on Sunday. It was an OPC in London. It was near London, I believe. Yeah. And um, it's called... It was way out there. What, yeah, what did you think of what did you think of that? Um, I like the people, but to yeah. be honest, I found it phenomenally boring. <laughs> really? I don't I don't I hope I don't sound like a jerk. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I guess I'm like I'm, I guess I'm like typical young Christian. I need like the the speakers and the happy clappy music. Oh really? Or else I I have to leave and get on my Instagrams <laughs> and my Twitters. <laughs> and and ruin <laughs> and ruin the economy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you didn't find like the the message like um captivating? Um you know, I had a lot of trouble paying attention and Aww. just in well, I have ADHD. Um okay. So in general, I have a great deal of difficulty paying attention. Hmm. Not just in sermons, but in a lot of things, unless I can be engaged in some fashion myself. Yeah. Okay. Still, I think I should have paid more attention. Yeah. Well, I, I found it very uh, um, enthralling. Great. It was the the passage on the sheep and the goat that the, the yeah. um, parable of the sheep and the goats. Yeah, that's right. Which I've always found to be a very like difficult passage because I always read that and being a Protestant myself, I've always read that and thought like that this sounds very much like works righteousness, you know, like do these good things and you get Mm. to be saved. And if you don't do these good things, then you don't get saved. And that, that just is how I always read that. And it was always a very, um difficult passage for me but the way that uh pastor ferguson for some reason i forgot his name is it was it ferguson i honestly i don't think i even caught his name Uh, (laughs) i think it was was john something but um yeah the way he put it it was just it was very interesting he 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 took a very uh calvinist stand of course um saying that the people who were the, the sheep, they were, they were sheep from the, from the very start. I mean, they didn't earn the right to be sheep. That, that's just what they were. They were sheep, and they just did sheep things. And the goats, they were goats, and they just did goat things. And, you know, in the end, they were separated as sheep and goats, not by anything they did, just by, you know, you know, what they were created to be. And, um, and that just kind of changed my perspective on it a little bit. Like, how, um, those who are saved, you know, those who are Christians, they, you know, may not, um, kind of just everything. I don't know. I'm obviously not a pastor, so I'm not <laughs> very good at articulating these things, but it's very nice to listen to and very nice to yeah. be reminded of. <laughs> and I learned um I learned that goat's tails stick up and sheep's tails go down. Yeah. <laughs> and with, like <laughs> When I heard that, I was like, man, Hayden's going to be really mad at me if that's the only thing I remember, and that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. At least you remembered something. <laughs> <laughs> I never remember things from sermons. It's so bad. 
Aww. I don't know why. It's just like the second I'm walking out, I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So, do you mind if I share something I read in my Bible plan today? No, that'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> to redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is in Matthew eleven seven through 15. Mm-hmm. This is after... So, John the Baptist is in jail right now. He was mm-hmm. put there by King Herod, the Roman puppet king of Judea. Yeah. And he, he's been hearing about all the stuff Jesus did, so he sends his messengers out to ask Jesus if, if he's the Messiah. And so Jesus doesn't say that he is the Messiah, but he's like, um, well, look what, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And decide for yourself. And then he sends them away. Um, so then he starts to, Jesus starts to speak to all the crowds that happen to be around. And he, sa- he asks them, what were you expecting to see mm. when you looked at John? Were you expecting to see, you know, um, a king or a ruler? Mm-hmm. If you were, well, you were probably disappointed because that guy was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> but as he does this, Jesus kind of explains that. So Jesus was saying that John was the prophet who was leading the way and clearing the path for Jesus, right? Um, mm-hmm. But Jesus never actually says he is the Messiah. And in the study that they have, they say that it's probably because Jesus was trying not to declare that he was the Messiah and then get himself killed by Herod. Um, Mm. And in doing so, it also encouraged his listeners to think, like to think about who Jesus was, what his character was, and to get them to realize for themselves that he was the Messiah. Yeah. And they kind of explained in this passage that, what we should do, well, we should do the same thing. Um, we shouldn't just say we're Jesus' followers. We should explain ourselves in such a way that it encourages people who aren't believers to kind of think about what we're doing, to maybe understand our role better than just sticking a Christian label on ourselves. Hmm. So that's what I learned about, and it's certainly food for thought about how I want to present myself as a believer in the future. Yeah. I thought we might talk a little bit about um, one of our shared interests, um, oh. which is history. Women? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that might be another podcast. <laughs> We just talk about women we think are really attractive for the rest of the podcast. Uh, how about we save that? <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, um, this week it seems like um, the topic of history came up a lot because, um, for example, before we left to Canada, we watched some pretty funny uh history videos <laughs> and yeah, we um hmm? we did yeah yeah and uh we had some conversations about history during the trip 
and um, talked a little bit about just history in general and a little bit about church history in particular. And um, I, I started listening to Ryan Reeves, who's a professor at Gordon-Conwell mm-hmm. Seminary or something and um he does um he has videos on youtube about church history which are really interesting and actually played quite a big role in in um my testimony great but um yeah i thought uh we could talk a little bit about maybe how we got into learning about history and sort of like what's interesting about it to us Mm. or um what we find most uh, most intriguing to learn about yes. history wise yes so how how long uh how how long have you been interested in history um i think probably all of my life i wasn't hmm. like you know when i was a little babby martin i wasn't actively seeking out historical his, <laughs> historical facts but right as a baby you're probably more more uh concerned with like food and sleep and toys and stuff yeah that was pretty great but um (laughs) i remember eating dinner with my parents they'd always be talking about not politics but like the world i'm still imagining you as a baby (laughs) oh yeah like sitting at the table (laughs) how cute am i with your parents talking about politics but this i'm assuming was was much later yeah, this one I was like, like as a seven to ten or something. Okay, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> I I remember having a converse. Uh, my parents. Oh, thank you, Dad. Mm-hmm. My father's just hello. <laughs> Welcome um, to the podcast. Uh, he just walked out. Oh, okay. Next time, we'll get. Uh, he brought me chamomile in case you're wondering. Um. Oh, can I have some? Maybe. Later. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, he he. Uh, I remember just having con- my. I wasn't part of the conversation because I didn't really understand it. Um, my mm. parents were like explaining to me Japanese isolationism in the oh. past few hundred years. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's. Uh, I remember that must have been like one of my my earliest exposures to history oh okay um yeah and then like i don't know i i remember in eighth grade i got this like sort of big world war ii book and when i say big i mean it was like the like a a foot across or something i don't mean thick um and i had all those pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. i had a picture of the enola gay which was the plane that um nuked japan um, oh wow okay yada yada <laughs> yeah and uh i don't know i just i've you know liked history and stuff and i really started getting into it when i took a class on called the medieval world in college mm. and that was a really fascinating but really difficult class <clears throat> and now history is pretty much all i learn about in my free time <laughs> <laughs> nice What's been your uh, area of interest as of late? Ooh, well, I think World War II has been really big on me 
since I started playing a, a game called Hearts of Iron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A year ago. And then that kind of became the obsession. But I'm, I've kind of, you know, done that for quite a while now. So I'm sort of moving on a bit more. Okay. Um, I just subscribed to a YouTube channel called The Great War. Basically what they started doing, so World War One started in 1914, mm-hmm. and it, ends, it ended um, actually 100 years ago, five days from today. Um, oh, really? Yeah, November 11th, 1918. Oh, um, oh wait, is that, isn't that, um, it's a special day, isn't it? Yeah, it's the end of World War One. <laughs> right, right, but yeah, but is that why? Is that why it's a special day? It's like Memorial. Is it Veterans Day? I think so. I don't know. Okay. But um, I'm just I just I thought I saw something on Facebook. Maybe. But that's but, um, probably why, right? Because of World War One. Yeah, probably because you know World War One was a fairly large deal. Yeah. Um, is that what those monuments were for in Stratford? Yeah, Stratford. Poppy, what was the poppy for? The poppy was for yeah, specifically for World War One veterans. Okay. Because Canada entered the First World War um, three years before we did um, mm. in America, because they, you know, they joined when Britain joined. Okay. So they lost a lot more people, and of course oh. they have. A smaller population, so it's more detrimental. So anyway, I started following this YouTube channel called The Great War. Basically, what they did, starting 1914, is they make a video every week which covers what happened in that week 100 years ago in the war. Oh, interesting. And they're extremely thorough. Um, You'd think it would be like a huge like presenter team but it's just like one guy presenting (laughs) and um yeah he he pretty much looks like what you'd expect um (laughs) a history fan to look like (laughs) um yeah it's really interesting they talk about all kinds of cool stuff i watched a video about lawrence of arabia um they they covered uh, two years ago this video game called out called battlefield one it's about world war one they covered the oh. trailer and how historically accurate it was. Um, oh wow! Yeah, cool. super interesting. So, I think World War One is a really fascinating and really miserable war. If you're into that kind of mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> if you're into miserable things, then yeah. I mean, if you're a millennial, you probably are. Let's be honest <laughs> here. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, what do you want to share about history, Hayden? About your um, experiences. I got into history actually fairly recently because most of my life I kind of found history extremely boring and um, not too relevant, I guess. Um, And I guess it's just because I had never had a teacher or any resource that made it seem interesting to me. I guess the first time I actually was exposed to history in a way that was interesting to me was um, at school, at KVCC, uh, Kalamazoo Valley, I took a History of Michigan class. Really? And the teacher was so, like, passionate about the history of Michigan and just, like, seemed, like, so interested in the things that he had to teach about that it, it was, like, contagious. 
Like he was, <laughs> he would get excited about something, and it like just made you excited about it. That's great. So, you know, he he him talking about just the history of Michigan and like the you know uh, rivers and the railroads and the cities and just the way that things developed and stuff just made it seem really interesting. So. Yeah, I, I that was the first time that I actually enjoyed learning history. But um, after that, I kind of lost interest for a while because it, it just didn't seem relevant to me. But then um, I discovered a video on YouTube. And the way that I discovered it is kind of interesting. Um, I was trying to learn about um, monasticism because... Mm-hmm. I was very interested in like just well for one thing I'm an introvert. Yeah. So the idea of just like being kind of alone in like a quiet building with just other people who are also like quietly just going about their lives and st- and just being like I guess the idea of just being like 100% devoted to God in literally everything and like having no no real like association with the outside world. I guess that was just appealing to me. Yeah. So I wanted to learn more about um, monasticism and I happened upon a video by Ryan Reeves uh, called monasticism and it was part of a series. Uh, So first of all, I I watched the video or I listened to it, I think um, and found it extremely interesting and extremely uh, informative and educational. And I discovered that there, that it was part of a series of videos um, go, d- detailing uh, basically all of church history. So I wanted to learn more about that. So I basically listened. Well, I started with actually uh, he has two playlists. One is early church history and one is, uh the reformation up to the day so i actually started uh listening to his videos with uh i started with the reformation so i listened from the reformation uh, up to today and then i went back later and listened to um the first ha- the first uh playlist yeah it just it it fascinated me like every every video i listened to like just learning about just the history of this, you know, this thing that I'm a a part of. So it felt extremely relevant to me because it's like, this is, you know, this is my faith and this is the history of my faith. And, you know, like learning about the reformed church and learning about all these other um, things, you know, just all these different churches and everything. It's like, this is where all these things came from. Like they actually, I guess sometimes it's easy to not think about the fact that that things had a beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that, you know, like all these church, all these different denominations, like we see like millions of different denominations out there and it can be really confusing because it's like, man, all these different denominations, like how do you tell them apart? But they all came from somewhere. Yeah. So it's like, you can actually trace them back to their origins and find out like where they came from and why they exist. And it's, I, it just, it seems like, I don't know. I like, I like learning about things that way, like learning about where things came from and like origins of things and stuff. It's just, I don't know. It helps make sense of things a little bit better. 
most of my interest in history has to do with church history. I, I do have some sort of like vague interest in other aspects of history, but yeah. I guess church history is, is what I find most interesting. Yeah. I think the thing about history is you have to, it can be interesting, but to find something interesting, you have to be able to relate to it in some fashion. And, yeah, totally. Um, since you love the uh, churches and God, <laughs> then <laughs> church history is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, there's all kinds of different history you can learn about art history, women's history. Um, right, yeah. Political history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why I found um, the history of Michigan so interesting because mm-hmm. I live in Michigan and I kind of like the state you know i like living here and everything and yeah it's all right find it you know a nice place to live and so learning about the history of the state was pretty interesting all right hayden what hayden 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 Uh, okay i'm here i'm still here comrade yeah what is your opinion on having nuts in cookies (laughs) what i uh... I said, what is your opinion? Yeah, the, yeah, no, I heard you. I just, <laughs> I, like, what kind of, like, macadamia, macadamia nuts? Or... Yes, that's a perfect example, actually. Um, They're okay. Do you not believe that macadamia nuts are a tainting of the pure white chocolate chip cookie? Mm, I kind of hate white chocolate, to be honest. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> Like, just macadamia nut and white chocolate cookies are kind of my least favorite cookie anyways. But to be honest, given the choice between a white chocolate cookie and a plain macadamia nut cookie without white chocolate, I would probably choose the macadamia nut cookie. Just because I don't like white chocolate. But if it were like a different type of nut, maybe like an almond, like an almond cookie... That might be pretty good. Wow. Or a peanut, okay. Like a peanut butter cookie? Peanut butter. Like, does like do you mean cookies with the whole nut inside? Or does peanut butter count? Um, peanut butter is Because peanut butter cookies are pretty good. Well, Hayden, I have to say I'm... I'm You're disappointed. disgusted. I'm yeah. disappointed and disgusted. Okay. <laughs> what about pecans? Ugh. Ugh. Maybe in a pie. Maybe not in a cookie. No. Nuts shouldn't be in soft foods. Why not? It's abominable. <laughs> it ought to be banned. <laughs> wow. Aw. There's got to be some some exceptions. I can't what believe. Do you, how do you feel about crunchy peanut butter? Uh, that's all. Uh, it's okay. Okay. I think smooth peanut butter is superior in any in any way. True. I do tend to prefer smooth peanut butter. Peanut butter is just so delicious. Hmm. It's like love. Especially when you put it on something warm and it gets kind of melty. Oh yeah, I had a bagel with cream cheese today, and yeah. it was it was it was, the bagel was hot, so the cream cheese kind of melted. 
Mm. And I didn't really like it. I think I prefer my cream cheese to be cold. Yeah, I think so. I probably should have waited. I should have waited for the, the bagel to cool off before I put the cream cheese on. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. You need to uh, keep this in mind for next time so you don't make that mistake again. I will. You had a bagel with cream cheese when you were at my house the other day, remember? Oh, yeah, I did. Man, I'm just full of bagels. I said to you, Hayden, and you said yes. And I said, would you like some breakfast? (laughs) And you said, yes, I would. And I said, okay, here's a bagel. Here's the last of our cream cheese. And you said, yeah. thank you. And you made yourself a bagel with cream cheese. Mm-hmm. You also gave me some eggs. Oh, yes, that's right. I made you scrambled eggs, didn't I? Yep. Worst scrambled eggs you've ever had. No, they were good. Oh, okay. I think I probably should have put more salt and pepper on them, though. But uh... they were pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't. I try not to put too much salt on, so you don't diabetes. Yeah, that's true. I don't tend to consider that that too much for some reason. <laughs> well, to be fair, salt doesn't give you diabetes, but oh, um, it does well, that's give sugar, you high isn't blood it? pressure. Yeah, sugar is diabetes, and you're at a higher risk of diabetes if you're obese. I imagine that if you eat too much salt, it just like makes your insides shrivel up. Maybe that would be a good way to lose weight. Would it? Um, eating too much salt? Yeah. No, it actually makes you Just retain Just have like water. a handful of salt with every meal? <laughs> no, it makes and you it'll retain it'll just salt. absorb everything that you eat. Oh my goodness, I'm getting nowhere. Um, <laughs> eating too much salt makes you retain water, which actually causes you to gain weight because you've got oh. in you. Okay. You're just like wobbling around like a giant water balloon. <laughs> Except you're a person, so it's terrible for you. Yeah. You're not a water I feel balloon. like a water balloon sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I think I eat a lot of salt, to be honest. A lot of the food Do I you? eat is very salty. Oh, that's not good. I actually have abnormally high blood pressure. Hmm. Like, apparently I have the blood pressure of someone who's obese. and um, Really? Yeah, which is really weird, because I'm... With you do not eating. seem obese to me. No, I don't think so. You seem so. quite I mean, fit. I'm, I'm reasonably fit. Um, yeah. I like to exercise regularly. But, yeah, I've absolutely... Like I said, I tried to run today, but it was, uh, it was quite rainy, so... Yeah. You can um, do light exercises in the morning. That's what I do. To wake myself up. I walk down the stairs. Um, <laughs> perhaps a bit, l- not quite that light. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I also walk back up the stairs. <laughs> Sometimes I shake the salt shaker really hard when I put salt on my head. <laughs> I'm talking about just like doing a couple of push-ups and sit-ups when you get okay. That's what I do. Hmm. I'm trying to crank Have it up you... so I get some sweet toned arms. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So what I'm are not... you more concerned with? Like your arms and like your limbs and stuff? Or are you more concerned about your core? Um, what I'm really concerned most with is my blood pressure, which is the reason why I run. Okay. Um, <laughs> I finally managed to get it to like a healthy parameter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
after that, I guess I want to have nice arms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that, is that all right? Is that acceptable? Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm more concerned about my my uh, abs or lack thereof. Your flabs. Yeah, I've got I've got kind of a my flabs. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely have a a water balloon going here. <laughs> Some ladies like the belly, you know. Well, maybe. Like a, it's like a know. pillow. Wow, I sound I'm, I'm sounding really rude. I apologize. I'm not trying to. No, it's okay. I <laughs> if you if you seen me, then you know that I've got I got a pillow going. So <laughs> I'm not trying to fat shame you, Hayden. It's okay these days. No, it's okay. Fat shame me because that that'll uh, motivate me to. Um, Are you to sure? <laughs> no. I feel like if if you make fun of um. In general, if I were to make fun of a fat person, A, that's rude. B, um, that person might be like a habitual eater and might want to eat to feel better after being made fun of. Oh, yeah. And I think I think ultimately it's a lifestyle choice. And you can't do okay. it just because old, old skinny old martini made fun of you. <laughs> when mean, you say it's a lifestyle mean, choice. Mean gangly Martin. Just... <laughs> Thin limbs flailing around. Yeah, geez. Keep those limbs to yourself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say it's a lifestyle choice, do you. What about if it's like an actual, like an addiction, like a food addiction that they, they can hardly, like, help themselves? Um, I mean, it's a lifestyle choice to change that, to get fit, to exercise and oh. eat. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying being fat is a choice. I mean, sometimes okay. it is a series of very poor choices. But yeah, are we like psychoanalyzing just... your eating habits? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like lately, I just, I don't know. I, I've, I've been eating a lot more than I used to. Like, yeah. This may sound weird, but I used to like prefer smaller meals. Like, I would okay. go to McDonald's and I would like try to get like the smallest thing like a you know like a cheeseburger and some like a small fry or something okay and like over time i've gradually been getting like bigger and bigger meals yeah. and now it's like i get like the double quarter pounder and like a, a medium fry and it's like like that's like a normal for me yeah so i don't know i think it's just it's just lack of awareness i guess right lack of, lack of self-control did I ever tell you that I uh, ate an entire Little Caesars pizza by myself once? I did one time, too, and I almost <laughs> died. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was 15, and um, oh, I man. went to church afterwards, and I had to ask my mom <laughs> to, like, stop the car so I could... <laughs> oh, no. So I could sit there, and then I'm like, Mom, can we go home? <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, she, she uh, took us home. And then I like Aww. lie down in the fetal position for a while. Oh man. Yeah. I was I was I was a grown man <laughs> when I ate an entire pizza. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, I ate half of it and then the other half was just laying there and I was like <laughs> why not? <laughs> 
your head uh, like automated. <laughs> this. And like then you turn yeah. and the pizza was just gone and you're like, oh the dog must have eaten it. <laughs> and then you like stood up and your and your like stomach was bulging out. <laughs> yeah. You like knocked you over table with your stomach. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> oh, did I ever tell you about the time that um I bought a box of donuts? Okay. And I was eating it in the car. And some of the donuts were like the white powdery donuts. Yeah. And uh, so they got kind of powder all over the car. <laughs> um, and and I didn't bother to clean it up. And a while later, like several like several months later, um, my I had to give my mom a ride somewhere, and she noticed the the powder like in in my car, and she was like, "What what is this? Uh, what is this powder here?" And I was like. Oh, that's um, that's donut. That's uh, from a donut that I had a while ago. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know if it was like cigarette ash or something. Like you started smoking." I was like, "No, no, I'm not smoking. No, it was just I was just eating an entire box of donuts by myself in the car." <laughs> You're telling me you left you left um, you left powdered sugar in your car for so long that it looked like cigarette ash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, Hayden, that, like, that's, of all the things you've shared, that's, like, the biggest problem you have. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's why we took your car to, yeah. Canada, to Canada. <laughs> you've got, like, a, you've got, like a, a, a family of feral cats living in your car, <laughs> eating on, eating and feasting and living on all the crumbs you have. They're cleaning up the the French fries I drop in between the seats. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I need to get on that. Yeah, give I need a, to clean up my life. Good old vacuum. Do a bit of exercise yep. in the morning. Yeah. Go for a walk in the evening. Yeah. Nighttime now. We don't really have an evening anymore. I know. It, it's dark as soon as I get out of work. <laughs> It's dark before I gotta work for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's dark at 3 p.m. Jeez. Just kidding, not really. But, uh, oh, okay. Pretty early. I was gonna say, wow. In, in like places in Alaska, it never gets light for like a couple months. It just stays nighttime. Yeah. They have like year long seasons or something, wow. don't they? And there are other places where the sun doesn't go down. Mm hmm. I don't know how to explain it. It's really weird. It's like it stays bright for the whole 24-hour period. Yeah. So I think it's because the Earth's axis is the axis is tilted. Yeah. So that sometimes like Oh right. Even... So at a per certain point in the year it turns such that you can still see the sun for the whole day. Yeah. Like even though the Earth itself is twirling in a circle, that one point of the earth is still pointed at the sun yeah. so even though it's spinning it's still pointed towards the sun so you can yeah. still see the sun and i think that's also why like see like certain times of the year it's darker more often because we're like facing away from the sun or something i don't know science Science. This concludes the uh, science portion of our podcast. Science, yeah, we also are very, very informed about science, Hayden and I. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hayden uh, went to school for accounting. I went to school for statistics, so we know what we're about. <laughs> yep, that reminds me. I need to get uh, get to KVCC and talk to financial aid about getting my getting hooked up it with the IT program. Woohoo! Getting hooked up with knowledge. Yeah. Some technology. Technizzle. Yeah. T-nizzle. Oh, did you ever hear about the uh, Boy Scout who built a nuclear reactor in his backyard? (laughs) No, what? Would you like to hear the story about the Boy Scout who built a nuclear reactor in his backyard? (laughs) Yeah. So this is about a Boy Scout who built a nuclear reactor in his backyard. And I was surprised to learn that this was actually in Detroit. Um, Oh, this was, I think this, I don't know when this was. This was in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. Oh, wow. Um, basically, this kid, one year he got a chemistry book for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he just fell in love with chemistry after that. His, um, oh, no, his parents were divorced. That's right. And mm. he lived with his mom and her his uh, stepdad, and they weren't okay. really present in his life. So he just screwed around with chemistry experiments in the basement, and he'd like... Like his his mom and his stepdad weren't. It wasn't out of the ordinary for them to like hear an explosion in the basement and like go on with it. <laughs> um, because he just That's did awesome. so much dumb crap. Um, <laughs> one day he like showed up at at um, it was either a Boy Scout camping trip or like a meeting or school, one of those three things. And his skin was completely orange, and his friends were oh, like, "Wow, what the heck did you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm trying was this." this- I'm trying Donald this Trump as a child. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's like um, I'm trying this uh, thing to see how well it is at how good it is at artificial tanning. So <laughs> basically, he was experimenting on himself. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so finally, his mother had enough of him. W- one day, he like he made like a really big explosion in the basement, and his mother was like, "Okay, that's enough." You have to do your experiments in the backyard now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he continued unsupervised in the backyard um, with his experiments, and he 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 like kept ramping it up with what he could do, and he's like, "Oh man, I should make a fission reactor." Um, <laughs> of course, naturally. So he went about figuring out how he was going to get the radioactive elements to do this. Um, Now, normally it's not entirely legal to obtain radioactive elements. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) So what he did was he would call up, I I don't remember if it was universities or local institutions pretending to be a college professor and asking (laughs) them how, if, if he could like have, um, you know, leftover radioactive elements they had or um, <laughs> stuff That's like clever. that. And he would, he kept like ordering uh, gas detectors because they had radion in them. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he bought like 200 gas detectors or something and, and took the radium out of them. <laughs> and um, basically he compiled enough radioactive elements to build a miniature nuclear reactor in his backyard shed. Wow. Now, 
he did it. He built it. And oh his idea was to like figure out how to make um, unlimited electricity. Unlimited but, power. Exactly. That's what he was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't quite get that far, but he was actually producing electricity with the <laughs> reactor. <Wow. laughs> um, so he realized pretty soon that it was becoming highly radioactive, and mm-hmm. after a while, he found realized that um, his detector was finding radioactivity multiple houses down from his house. Um, so he decided enough was enough. So he went and he started loading it into the trunk of his car to get rid of it. And a neighbor neighbor saw him and thought he was like a vandal or he was like stealing stuff. So the neighbor called the cops and the cop showed up and he explained what was going on, that he was trying to get rid of it because it was radioactive. They didn't say, they told him not to get rid of it and to wait until the proper authorities would do it. Oh, And they went, the proper authorities showed up, they checked it out, they're like, yeah, this is dangerous. But they didn't, like, get through the process, the bureaucratic process, for weeks. Um, And I think people were getting radiation poisoning as a result. Oh my gosh. Finally, they got rid of it. And, I mean, people could have really been injured (laughs) as a result of this. They had to dispose of the entirety of his shed. They realized that some of the stuff from the shed, which had been radioactively contaminated, had gotten into the regular trash disposal. Um, oh. That has the potential to poison further people. Basically, it's like, this is a tale of people not doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, his parents not being present enough in his life, and the proper authorities not really caring enough to do what they're meant to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the story of the boy who built a fusion reactor in a shed. Oh my god! Thank you for listening. Sounds like a episode of De- uh, Dexter's Lab gone wrong. Yeah, it does. Dee dee. <laughs> and on that note, shall we wrap it up? Sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, please like and subscribe. Comment with any questions or ideas you may have, and um, please share this podcast with your friends and family so that we can reach a wider audience with our nonsense and tomfoolery. Goodbye! Bye!